Hi, I'm Sean Kirby, and I'm the Director of Product Management for Cisco's Automotive and Connected Car Business Unit. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Sean. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. How, which area of IoT or which space within IoT is capturing your imagination beyond others at the moment? Well, you know, I've had the chance to work across a lot of different industries in IoT and see the tremendous business value that can be achieved through new technologies applied to business problems. But right now, I would have to say, given my focus, that uh, the connected car is one of the most interesting areas. And uh, we like to say the connected car is one of the most important things and certainly one of the most sophisticated within the IoT. And although I focus very much on the connected car right now, the diversity of the different technologies involved and the different business cases that that can enable is just as fascinating as when I was working across industries in IoT. Okay, so let's dial back. You, you made this huge statement about how it's the, the most important space within, or something to that effect within IoT. And um, I think you're starting to allude to why. Um, why is the car so important? And does this have anything to do with the fact that the Ford Motor Company is betting on their business totally being disrupted and they themselves investing very heavily in AI? Well, absolutely. And I think you're going to see that same kind of disruption across industries because the connected car really impacts so much of our life cycle, getting us from point A to point B. We're seeing the rise of things like mobility as a service calling into question everything from the ownership model to the vehicle of the future to a whole host of new experiences in the vehicle and around the vehicle, connecting to retail, where the impact is on where am I going to go for my next purchase when I have a choice? Is my car going to figure into that? Uh, will early adopters of connected car technology in retail? Will my car steal my job? Well, there are all kinds of considerations, that's, uh, that's for sure. And I think we're going to see a change in the workforce as well, from some of the, the traditional jobs today, drivers and so forth, to the jobs of the future, working on the robotics and the multi-sensory fusion in those self-driving vehicles of the future. And so how's um, uh, Cisco positioning to participate in this whole this wide, wonderful world you've described? Are, are you looking to partner with... With big plays in that space, are you yourselves taking the the, the, the lead? Should we expect a self-driving car, a, you know, a Cisco-made self-driving car in the future? What what are we expecting from you guys? Well, great question, and it's certainly a very exciting time for us in the industry. What we really see is a tremendous need for a new type of in-vehicle networking. In fact, the network in the car today is very much like where the office or enterprise networks were 20 or 30 years ago. You have this disparate collection of siloed networks that have low bandwidth, they're hard to interoperate, and they're also difficult to secure. And all of those ingredients are going to be needed for the advanced driver assistance experience and to get to highly automated vehicles of the future. So we're creating an IP over Ethernet based in-vehicle network to help consolidate and converge all those disparate networks and at the same time to provide additional bandwidth and to make the vehicle interoperable so I can plug and play new sensors for the future of connected cars and then also to make it much easier to secure the connected vehicle, which is going to be paramount, of course, given the importance to safety. So on some level, you're betting on the car's continued existence, right? So not a hyperloop or, you know, <laughs> the car totally being disrupted, as it were. 
Yeah, great, uh, great point. And we really do see this as part of the ecosystem. So as we say for everything in IoT, there's really no one technology that's a silver bullet. Same case in mobility as a service. It takes an ecosystem. And whether the future is on roads with self-driving vehicles, individuals in them, one person per vehicle, as it so often is in places like California and the U.S., for example, or if we have a whole new paradigm like Elon Musk's boring company, for example, where you're going through high-speed tunnels down underneath the earth, or as we've seen a lot here at the IoT World Forum, the potential for platoons and almost self-assembling or self-organizing mass transportation, if you will, where I get into a self-driving car and it connects and talks to the cars around it and they orchestrate into a pattern that's not unlike multiple cars on a subway or multiple cars on an above-ground train, for example. And so this fascinates me about large tech companies, Cisco, SAP, Microsoft, the works, right? Um, I'm fascinated by the thinking that goes into Africa as, as a continent and the various markets within it, right? I don't have to tell you that if you feel California, for example, is a ways away from the future we've been hearing about at this conference, I don't have to tell you that Africa is that much further away from that future. Okay, so how do you guys go about thinking about developing markets like those on the continent of Africa? Well, great question. And I think that the recipe for IoT success, some of the ingredients that we've outlined here at the IoT World Forum are especially important in those developing countries. So first and foremost, the platform, which will enable all aspects of the IoT ecosystem to come together. If you have a network that is automated and secure and manageable, that lays the foundation. Then you can connect things as they grow from 20 to 50 to 80 million plus in the coming years. You can manage their data and you can secure them. And those are all very important ingredients. So technology platform, and we think in developing countries, there's perhaps even more opportunity to lay that groundwork down than in countries that already have uh, heritage infrastructures and change can be slower. So we're very excited about emerging countries in that respect. The other key thread that we've talked a lot about here is in terms of skills. And we had a little survey yesterday in our opening session about what people saw as the greatest challenges or barriers to successful IoT implementations. And one that came out near the top was just availability of the right skill set. So Cisco is investing heavily in various different communities to provide the right education, the right skill sets, and the right exchange among experts to produce those people that will know about these technologies and be able to really implement them and bring them to bear. And I think that's going to be just as important in emerging countries as anywhere else in the world. Let's talk a little more about the this idea of uh, Africa perhaps not having to overcome the issue of transforming legacy infrastructure, right? And, I mean, we've seen it certainly in terms of mobile adoption on the continent. We've seen how, uh, in many respects, the continent has leapfrogged the tablets and, and the PC and, and so on and so forth. Could you see that being applied to the vehicle where, I mean... I can speak for Zimbabwe, where I'm from, and South Africa, where I live. I mean, the idea of the, the vehicle as an aspiration, as the thing that you do to sort of establish your, your place in the middle class or even higher, is still quite entrenched in, in society. And do you think 
you know, the continent could leapfrog this whole notion of owning a vehicle and perhaps straight to a, a future you kind of described earlier? That's a really interesting question. I think there's definitely the potential there. And as you mentioned, in areas like mobility, where you were starting from Greenfield and Leapfrog there, we could see a similar thing happening. I think a lot of the challenges are going to be more regulatory, more change leadership oriented. How do we get people to believe in the future of the connected car and especially the highly automated vehicles to get to that stage. But even before that, the whole notion of ride sharing and really changing the way we get around, I think it could leapfrog very well, uh, depending on on the cultural uh, factors and other uh, influences that will determine the future of that. So big potential, and uh, we're definitely very excited about that market as well. Aside from many of the issues we've been hearing at this conference around, uh, you know, people's fears that IoT could lead to a further assault on our privacy and uh, maybe even disenfranchise populations that have no idea how valuable their data is. And aside from those types of issues, what sort of pushback do you have typically, or do you, have you have you noticed? perhaps from a regulatory perspective, societal perspective, what, do you, what have you encountered most frequently with regards to your specific I, IoT focus? Well, I would say that to date, there hasn't been as much concern around privacy. It's certainly something that we focus on very, very carefully because... You mean specific to, to, to the mobility um, IoT situation? In particular for connected cars. Uh, to date, we're seeing actually some very promising early results from telematics being able to improve the maintenance, uh, predictive maintenance for the vehicle, reduce the cost of the manufacturer, reduce the cost of the warranty, and dramatically improve the experience for the driver. And so there's this acceptance of the provision of certain types of data because of the tremendous value that it brings. But one of the areas where Cisco is really focusing is on security, as we mentioned right at the very start for the connected vehicle, because that's going to be an important enabler of privacy. And as we consolidate these networks in the vehicle, we're going to be able to control who has access to what information, and I can specify exactly what I want to share based on the value that I perceive for me as a driver or a passenger for a new experience or for making my car safer or more maintenance-free. So that granular policy control, that's a part of our foundational platform for IoT, if you will, the ability to control that policy across hundreds of millions of connected vehicles on the road all through a single pane of glass in the cloud where each car can individually be configured and I can look at statistics across all of the vehicles and to some extent also benefit from anonymized data to improve the quality of the vehicles, the usefulness of the features, and just generally the whole mobile transportation experience. And I imagine that's even more important in the context of autonomous vehicles and 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 this notion that uh, I need to be super safe if I'm going to entrust my life or my family's life to to this thing it 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 better it it better keep me safe and certainly shouldn't harm me or you know be in breach of sort of privacy rules and that kind of thing well absolutely right and one interesting anecdote shouldn't actually just occur to me that thing could be it it certainly shouldn't uh be listening in on my conversations and broadcasting them to the world or sharing them with with (laughs) with with my enemies or whatever 
Oh, absolutely, yes. And while there is a lot that we can do with voice in the car, uh, for example, we've seen some really interesting studies now where Ford and Starbucks and Amazon are partnering to bring Alexa right into your car. So you can say, order my coffee, and it will find the nearest Starbucks or that can get you your drink quickest and then take you right there, automatically navigate and so forth. So those kinds of things are important, but we do need to protect the privacy there. An interesting anecdote that I saw just to underscore the importance of this is that there was a an estimate that within five minutes of an individual's driving pattern, just the data from their braking and acceleration and steering patterns is enough to identify them personally because we all have unique driving habits, right? And so the need for privacy in the connected car space is going to be very great. So given the vast volume of data that's going to come out of this, this trend as it continues to be adopted, um, I feel like the line between again using this data to add value to our customers this is this is great rhetoric and of course if if i was in your position uh i.e corporates in this space i definitely uh not just want to say it to say it but obviously mean it right this idea that with all this data will make your life better but is it also not true that it's quite possible that you could use this data to game me what do you say to people who are concerned that this trend towards iot big data is going to in fact, allow car manufacturers to profiteer off this information and, and, and not play it to our benefit as consumers? Well, absolutely a concern. And I think there is where we really need those granular policy controls so that I, as a consumer, am ultimately still in control. And I may decide that I'm willing to give up some information in return for the great value for it. But if I change my mind, I can revoke that privilege in the future. So I am in control as the consumer. And this also gets to another very interesting technology component, which is what Cisco likes to call fog computing. And this is the ability to filter and or compress and analyze data right at the very edge. And so we may have something like where the blockchain is disintermediating and getting rid of uh, some of the intermediators here. We can use technology, which is completely impartial, right, and doesn't take advantage of my personal information, right out there in the vehicle to make changes and even do some diagnostics and some self-repairs. We see vehicles becoming self-healing. And so this edge piece of the fog technology is going to become very important in, in that regard as well, filtering out the data that's private to me that no one needs to see, and yet the vehicle itself can still make good and valuable use of. Oh, I wish we had time to talk about you know fog as a trend. Um, however, we don't have that time. Sean, Kobe, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us on the African Tech Roundup. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.